You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. to keep your habits on track a habit tracker is a simple way to measure whether you did a habit the most basic format is to get a calendar and cross off each day and stick with your routine for example i've read this bit Mm. i read this bit so that's why that's my fault still i messed up that's why i asked what habit would you want to track and why blah 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 all right my bad don't break the chain is a powerful mantra don't break the chain of sales calls and you'll build a successful book of business don't break the chains of workouts and you'll get fit fit faster than you'll get fitter faster than you expect. And it goes on to say habit tracking is powerful because it leverages multiple laws of behavior change. It simultaneously makes a behavior obvious, attractive and satisfying. That's on page 197. Benefit 1. Habit tracking is obvious. Recording your last your last action creates a trigger that you can initiate your next one. Habit tracking naturally builds a series of visual cues like the streak of X's on your calendar or the list of meals on your food log. Research has shown that people who track their progress on goals like losing weight, quitting smoking and lowering blood pressure are more likely to improve than those who don't. Habit tracking also keeps you honest. Most of us have a distorted view of our own behaviour. We think we act better than what we do. Hmm. Measurement offers one way to overcome our blindness to our own behaviour and notice what's really going on each day. One glance at the paper clips in the container and you immediately know how much work you've you have or haven't been putting in. That's on page one nine seven. Benefit two habit tracking is attractive the most effective form of motivation is progress when we get a signal that we are moving forward we become more motivated to continue down that path benefit three this is the most crucial benefit of all tracking can become its own form of reward it is satisfying to cross an item off your to-do list to complete an entry in your workout log or to mark an x on on the calendar that's on page 198 ht provides ht provides i don't know what that's for ht provides visual proof that you are casting votes for the type of person you wish to become which is delightful form of immediate and intrinsic gratification ht is short for habit tracker yeah thanks (laughs) where could you see the strategy being useful for you do you do you do you use it already if not will we implement it is the question I don't use it already, but I liked the visual element because I like the fact that like it's almost because j- the reason I like the reason I like that visual element is because there's almost like a beginning and end. Like at the end of your marbles, however many marbles you've got, however many paper clips, however many, it almost gives you a sense of of you don't have to, but where and when to stop. As in, there's an end. You can see it as well visually. That's what I like about the habit tracker thing. Um, or the example he gave about the paperclip and the marbles and so on and how you can then um, use that with the habit tracker. Um, I'd like, it's it's funny actually because I think there's a few examples or things that have been said in this book and I just can't see where mm. like I fit in. So I can't see where I fit in in reference to like marbles being 
pass from one jar to another or or paper clips or if money it doesn't really matter what it is. But even your thing could be so you know how you note down on your notes. I don't know if you then tick them up or delete them from your notes. That is even a way of tracking it. It definitely is. And I guess what I used to do before, I used to delete it. But where I mentioned before, I'd send the old one to myself and then I've gone back and looked at it and thought, oh, I don't actually recognise this. I can see I have been successful. Um, so I guess what I've done recently, as I mentioned before, what I've achieved in January, but obviously adding those things to a list, maybe that can track maybe how successful I've been. But I guess I guess some of this is new to me. So, No, for me, this is... Um Stuff I do anyway, like I don't like keep on going back to the same examples, but going back to like when I'm in the gym and I work out, I'm I, I'm starting to see more people do it of recently. Mm. But I know for me personally, I've been doing it since forever. But I track my progress each time I go gym, so I've got a set routine that I do, and for that day I'll. You know the matchsticks when you note down five matches, then you cross it with a gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. do that with my with my sets. Okay. So if I'm going up a weight, I'll know how many sets I've done at that weight at a good a good set. But if it's a failed set, then I'll I'll put an F for failed or S for struggling. So I can look it from one glance. I can I can see how long it's taking me to increase my weight on each exercise. That's how I track it. Where track you, it. You put it on your phone? No, I do it on pen and paper. I'm old hat. Okay. Pen and paper, bro. Obviously, I can do it on my phone, but it feels better to be able to take out the pen and paper, note it down. Mm. It's just I'm just I'm just old school like that. But that's that's just that's the first thing that I that springs to mind when it comes to doing tracking. Um, and yeah, I was doing that before. Again, reading reading this book and stuff. So I've always had an element of like visually seeing something being tracked hmm. because it's just it's it, that in itself is a habit for me just to track it down note it down all right cool cool next week let me try i don't know 50 kg <coughs> and i may not do it the first week but i can see that i haven't done it then the next week i may do one more set than i previously could then the following week then if i look back i i can literally see as I've progressed and it just looked like I'm, I look back at it and I'm like, oh, I've, I've actually progressed. So you can see it. So that's that's something that I, I work around with. Um, but moving on, how to recover quickly when your habits break down. No matter how consistent you are with your habits, it is inevitable that life will interrupt you at some point. Perfection is not possible. Before long, an emergency will pop up. You get sick or you have to travel for work or your family needs a little more of your time. That's on page 200. What do you do when you miss an intentional intentional habit or task? Do you know what? I mean, sorry. Also, I've had conversation as to unsure... What are you sorry for? No, I'm joking. I've actually forgotten that anyway. <laughs> right, so... Um, unsure as to... Yeah, so I mentioned I was unsure as to what I would track. Mm. And... Now I'm thinking about that. Like, I kind of even lost myself. Do you want me to repeat There's, the question? No, no, it's nothing to do with the question, actually. I just lost my, my train of thought. Mm. Um, never missed twice. So I guess there's not many things that are quite consistent, if that makes any sense, because I think each week kind of like varies as to what I need to do, as to having a different type of conversation with someone or moving further along. But I guess the only thing that would be, you know, I don't know, the same, would be exercising, really. And mm. like over the past, say, month... 
I see five weeks actually. My exercise has been quite poor. Obviously, I've been away, all that type of stuff. Come back, got a little bit of a calf strain. So I've not really tried. The only thing that has been consistent would be boxing. But even then, over the past two weeks, we haven't been. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when I do break the chain, sometimes I, I, it takes me a while to get back in. It doesn't take long. If I break it, definitely the twice rule, never miss twice. If I miss twice, boy, we've got a problem. It could take mm-hmm. a week or two to get back into routine. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mace? Trying to think what habits I have, and if I if I've got any habits to miss, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll revert. <laughs> All right, for me, for me, if I miss, um, for example, like I'll do, as I said before previously, like I'll, I'll read for an hour or read then I habit stack with doing my like Spanish chess and brain training. Don't get me wrong, as I'm, I'm not perfect, so there are times that I definitely mess up and, and not do it. But the times that I'm very aware of it, I try and double back. So if I miss it for one day, then mm-hmm. I'll try and do double up the next, double up the next yeah, day. Yeah. So if I miss, for example, because... As I said, I do the three, those three things. I stab it, ha- I habit stack those three things and I do those things for 10 minutes each. So that equates to half an hour. So the next day, it'll have to be for an hour, essentially. Mm. If I do it more than two or three days, then it's pretty much a write-off. I'll try and catch up as much as I can, but I know I'm slacking. So that just makes me more aware of, okay, now I, I need to get back on it. But yeah, I try and double back up whenever I'm missing intentional habit or task the first mistake is never is never the one that ruins you it is a spiral of repeated mistakes that follows missing once is an accident missing twice is the start of a new habit this is this is a distinguishing feature between winners and losers anyone can have a bad performance a bad workout a bad day at work but when successful people fail they rebound quickly the, re- the breaking of a habit doesn't matter if the reclaiming of it is fast. It's on page 201. This is why the bad workouts are often the most important ones. Sluggish days and bad workouts maintain the compound gains <coughs> up you accursed from previous gains you accursed from previous good days simply doing something 10 squats etc anything really is huge don't put up zero knowing when and when not to track a habit the dark side of tracking is the particular hate behavior is that we become driven by numbers rather than the purpose behind it we teach for standardized testing instead of emphasizing learning curiosity and critical thinking in short, we optimise for what we measure. When we choose the wrong measurement, we get the wrong behaviour. That's on page 203. Mm. Where else do you see this issue in society? I can't tell you in society, but where I can tell you is in football because we've gone from measuring people's performances by eye, which is ultimately, I don't want to say it's the most important thing, but certainly it's definitely very, very important, to now we look at how many assists has he got, how many um, XG? I don't even know what that was like three, four months ago. Mm, so, but X you, what? XG, I think it's expected, expected goals, goals or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I wow. still couldn't even tell you how how and what that's measured by. Mm. But I saw that st- I was researching something and I saw it. And I had to research that mm. um, to be able to continue to write what I was talking about. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, when did this become a thing? Expected goals. Mm. Um, but yeah, now and, and also 
like there's nothing wrong by using stats, but I think stats should be used to complement something else. Um, and I think that's something that's become like difficult um, in football at this moment in time. I'll say, if you look at the stats for the last 18 months, we've been fed stats about amount of people that passed as not even as passed with COVID related. But then when you look delve deeper and that's just, it's so stat specific and then decisions have been made on lockdowns and open up and everything from those stats. But then when people have done a little bit more research, there's people that have been passed over, hit a car and been hit in a car, been hit by a car and all the rest of it, because they had COVID at the time, it was marked down as within 30 days of having COVID. So it's, it's stuff like that. Sure. that we're like, we're so, that thick, the whole, COVID thing was so is is was and is so stats driven that it's caused society in certain aspects to move a bit crazy with with certain regulations and things that have come about in relation to it. So that's that's one example of where the st- where stats stats gone crazy. It's all about stats if you're trying to push an agenda. Yeah, I think just to round it off, I think another one would be social media. In terms of likes and and things of that nature, we poke like, and especially not for us so much because we're of an age and from a era where we, we didn't without, yeah we didn't have these yeah, things. So you, if you were liked, you knew because everyone kind of knew your name or yeah. you'd get yeah, props yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, name yeah. your name was ringing, whatever or not. Mm. But now it's just like you put up a post and you need to be hitting a certain amount of likes for you to be considered relevant within maybe yourself or certain circles, but this is where the whole numbers game is being driven to mm-hmm. is how we're actually looking at each other and how we're considering each other's worth in terms of whether it's money, whether it's likes. Go on. No, I was going to say, like certain people won't go on certain people's podcasts and things like that. Yo, how many followers they got? How many describe? Mm. It's bullshit. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. But it's a num. It's unfortunately, it's a numbers game. Not really... Um, a value game but moving on this is sometimes referred to as to ad godhart's law named after the economist charles godhart the principle states when a measure becomes a target it ceases to be a good measure no matter how you measure your improvement habit tracking offers a simple way to make your habits more satisfying each measurement provides a little evidence that you're moving in the right direction and a brief and a brief moment of immediate pleasure for a job well done a chapter summary on page 204 mm-hmm. <clears throat> one of the most satisfying feel- satisfying feelings is the feeling of making progress a habit tracker is a simple way to measure whether you did a habit like marking an x on a calendar Habit trackers and other visual forms of measurement can make your habits satisfying by providing clear evidence of your progress. Don't break the chain. Try to keep your habit streak alive. Never miss twice. If you miss one day, try to get back on track as quickly as possible. And just because you can measure something doesn't mean it's the most important thing. Part 17. How an accountability partner can change everything. Laws and regulations are an example of how government can change our habits by creating a a social contract. As a society, we collectively agree to abide by certain rules and then enforce them as a group. Do you think we could function without government intervention? Um, I just think, I think government is needed. So I'm not one of those individuals, 
anti-government, anti. I mean, you need police to govern. Boy, if there was no police, it would be the wild, wild west. Mm. I mean, if we've been very honest, and you need government to put. I don't want to start talking yeah legislation, but you need those sort of things in place. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, society can run correctly. And I think we're humans who, we're, I think we're people. Well, as humans, I think we need um, habits and we need routine and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I am for governance. Cool. What about you, Mesh? A couple of things, points on what you raised, yeah. Agree with you. <laughs> as humans, we need habits. Not sure if I agree with you on we need government for society to run as it should. What is what is we're gonna get a bit what is as it should? It's what you know, it's what we know, it's what we it's what we've known. Do you know what I'm saying? That's all you know, that's all we know at the moment. Or what we've known for our life. Do you know what I'm saying? How do the Bedouins in the desert live, bro? That's that's their thing still functions. They're human, they're not animals. No, I don't disagree with anything you said, but what I'm saying is even the Bedouins, I don't know too much about them, but they have a uh, yeah, a structure. Yeah, but they don't have no government. Like, obviously, they live in a country, but they live in the desert, bro. And like, so they're not. It's not like hey, I don't know how to put it, but they're not part of mainstream society. If that makes sense. Oh so no, it's I, not. So if things run in the desert that they're doing or whatever. No one's really gonna know what, what's, what's going on. Okay, but I guess I think what I'm saying is, if we look at like, let's say the United, no, no, the United Kingdom is a poor example. If we just go France, Spain, Italy, mm. three different countries who are governed by three different governments. Mm. And very similar to what you mentioned before with the Bedouins. I think each group of society, or whether it's um, a region, needs some form of governance. And I don't want to. I don't want to say this. I don't know. I just feel some of us need governance, not all of us. <laughs> some like some of us need governance mm. because unfortunately, if there wasn't governance, um, you know, there'll be mayhem in some in you some cha- respect. You change the term because governance and government are two different things, but. I personally, what I think, I think you're right, and I'm just being silly, but like, I think, yeah, sorry, devil's advocate. But what I do think is that I think there would be a natural, without a government and kind of the laws of society, naturally, laws, unwritten laws and rules, not laws, unwritten rules would, um, would commence essentially in a government free society over time. That's what I think. It speaks about it in Sapiens. I know you're reading that in a moment. Yeah. But um, I can't remember if it's in that book particularly, but what you find is the larger a group, the harder it is to have governance and order. So that's why there could be an argument for having government intervention as we stand now, because it gives a wider control of what's going on. So there's a overarching legislation 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 in regards to um our daily life does that make sense it does make sense but it's and like as you say that i mean we're in a in a period of time where um we're speaking of poor leadership we'll see in this country and i mm-hmm. think people are looking for leadership because actually they're lost without it mm. and if people you know if people are lost without it then there, there becomes a sense of confusion. Yeah, anarchy could possibly ensue, essentially. And I guess that's the reason why I say we need governance. And that might not necessarily be for everybody, but it's definitely for some people. I mean, because I guess the show goes on, you know, for for some. And So I'm talking about myself, but I'm sure that's mm-hmm. for many people as well. But a lot of us mm-hmm. still need governance in some form of direction. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, I think 
possibly the way we get governed needs to there, there needs to be a a shake up, so to speak, because I think the government. No, I think I can clearly see the government uh, adhere to certain um, pockets of society that's more beneficial for than others. Like themselves. It's essentially. <laughs> Their own pockets. Basically. Their own pockets of society. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they could hardly move. Um, but yeah, no, essentially, yeah, that's it. But yeah, it, I agree with, with both sentiments that we do. We do need some government intervention but I would definitely like there to be a change on how we are governed in that sense alright so moving on just as governments use laws to hold citizens accountable you can create a habit contract to hold yourself accountable a habit contract is a verbal or written agreement in which you state your commitment to particular habits and the, and the punishment that will occur if you don't follow through then you find one or two people to act as your accountability partner and partners and sign off on the contract with you. It's on page 208. You are more like you are less likely to procrastinate or give up because there's an immediate cost. If you don't follow through, perhaps they'll see you as untrustworthy, untrustworthy or lazy. And goes on to say, we care about the opinions of those of us of of those us of those around us because it helps if others like us. This is precisely why getting an accountability partner or signing a habit contract can work so well. And that's on page 210. Uh, chapter summary. Before um, Macy read it out, is there anything you wanted to add, P? Um, no, really. There was just examples of um, like instant loss for your action. So I put things such as obviously a late fee and oh, um, your grade obviously being linked to your attendance. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Mace, if you want to run down the chapter summary on 210 yes, yeah. and 11. Yeah. The inversion of the fourth law of behaviour changes make it, is make it unsatisfying. We are less likely to repeat a bad habit if it is painful or unsatisfying. An accountability partner can create an immediate cost to, in, to inaction. We care deeply about what others think of us and we do not want others to have a lesser opinion of us. A habit contract can be used to add a social cost to any behaviour. It makes the cost of violating your promises public and painful. Knowing that someone else is watching, you can be a powerful motivator. Uh, advanced tactics. How to go from being merely good to being truly great. Part 18. The truth about talent. When genes matter and when they don't. The secret to maximising your odds of success is to choose the right field of competition. This is just as true with habit change as it is with sports and business. Habits are easier to perform and more satisfying to stick with when they align with your natural inclinations and abilities. And that's on page 218. Have you identified your natural abilities and where has it or is it leading you to? Um, I really enjoyed this part, actually. Um I think I have in some reference. So I've had a conversation with someone who actually is kind of like a, a coach educator. So I explained to him obviously where I feel some of my strengths lie um, in relation to football. So I've said that, yeah, I am a good coach. That's, I don't really question any way to perform, but I guess I don't think that's my strength. I think my strength is that I'm quite passionate about football and I'm quite passionate about other people um, wanting, more from them, wanting more for themselves. And in so I think that's reflective in either sessions or in my conversation with people and ultimately let's say results so let's say 
Um, so I said, I've identified that um, within myself, but obviously some of the finer details are, are going to be important as well. But I would say my, my strength is my passion for, let's say the game or yeah, it's my passion generally. Yeah. Anything I've got any involvement in, like I have um, some form of attachment to, like passion is the at the forefront of um, mm. what I'm doing. I think for me, my strength and can be my weakness is around about around meticulousness and detail and being obsessed with both of them, which is a strength and a weakness. Weakness being clean. I'm saying it takes me two and a half to three hours to clean a flat, which is a one bed flat. It's crazy. And Christy thinks the same thing. <laughs> um, whereas the strength is that nothing gets left unturned. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, that's, that's 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 the two things. Cool. Our environment determines the suitability of our genes and the ability of our talents, our natural talents. When our environmental and when our environment changes, so do the qualities that determine success. Then goes on to say, the areas where you are genetically predisposed to success are the areas where habits are more likely to be satisfying. The key is to direct your effort towards areas that are both excite you and and match your natural skills to align your ambition with your ability. That's on page two nineteen. How your personality influences your habits. Genes have been shown to influence everything from the number of hours you spend watching television to your likelihood to marry or divorce to your tendency to get addicted to drugs, alcohol or nicotine. There's a strong genetic component of how obedient or rebellious you are when facing authority, how vulnerable or resistant you are to stressful events, how proactive or reactive you tend to be, and even how captivated or bored you feel during sensory experiences like attending a concert. Do you follow or display any family habits passed down from the elder generations or siblings? I think so. I think I've. Be- um, I don't know how long I've identified. So I don't know how long I've identified them. Anyway, um, yes, I have identified them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the ones. Oh, I had this conversation yesterday. Actually, as to a few of them, mm. I don't know if it was specific, but we definitely spoke about. Um, I think my mum. Um, we didn't really speak about my dad actually, um, but these are not positive ones. Um, go for it. I, I don't know how much I want to go into, but I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> so like, they're not really positive ones. I guess, I guess these are things that I think a lot of us will talk about as to the previous generations, as to not mistakes they made, but things that we could take to another level in some reference as to some character, character traits, and maybe and beliefs and systems they have, mm. um, and just things that we're not prepared to do. You know. Um, yeah I don't necessarily want to go too much into detail if I'm mm. honest, but I guess that would be the same for the generation just above us I mean they look at they look at us as I don't want to say as being old in any way shape or form but as to our ability to navigate some of the technology today that's why I think there are a lot of younger millionaires and that's why there's going to be um, a load more of younger millionaires because of the accessibility they have to technology true Good whereas point. I believe our parents yeah, definitely in the case of my mum and dad, they believe you have to go to work. And when you mean have to go to work, mm. you physically yeah, have yeah. to be yeah, there. Yeah. And if yeah. you're not physically there, you're not really doing any work. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> True. Um, even myself, like, there's quite a few things. I give one example is, like, from young, and maybe this is where, the, going back to the earlier point I made, revelation to, like, be able to buy somewhere. Mum was like, yeah, just, just save 
Don't spend, no, 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 don't spend. Mm. Just, just save, just save, just save. Like, don't spend your money on it. Don't, don't buy this. Just waste the money. It's this, this, this. Actually, like, you have to speculate to accumulate, as they say. Yeah. But it's like, no, 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 just, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's coming from it's coming from a good place, but an uneducated space in in the world of investments and so on and so forth. Do you get what I'm saying? So that was one of them. What else? Just sometimes I can be a bit short with certain things. Sometimes with nearest and dearest, get that from my mum. There's little things. There's little 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 things. Nit- you nitpicking get. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And what's crazy actually is as well for me anyway, as my parents get older, definitely my dad's side, he's much more chilled than twenty five years ago when on a Saturday morning as a child, I'm Saturday morning I'm getting absolutely shouted at on the football pitch. He's like <laughs> he's changed like he's like my, my old man used to be much more um uh what's the word? Like lose his rag easily. Yeah. Now nah, he's so much more chilled. And it's not even me, but I'm like, yo, what happened? Mm. If that makes sense. And they say, even my Marjorie's like, a bit more, yeah. So it's weird how they change. And then I got left with their old traits, which I'm <laughs> having to battle through. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. That makes yeah. sense. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> All right. So bundle together your, un- your, your unique cluster of generic traits predispose you to a particular personality. Your personality is a set of characteristics that is consistent from situation to situation. The most proven scientific analysis of personality traits is known as the Big Five, which break them down into five spectrums of behaviour. That's on page 220. Has any of the Big Five personality traits changed over time? Has any of the Big Personality changed? I don't know if that was a question in the book or... Yeah, do you know what? Mm. Can you... If you go back to... 220 you can probably yeah what the openness experience conscientiousness yeah extraversion agreeableness yeah that's it that's it that's it nutricism yeah would you say any of the big five personality traits have changed over time individual just general (laughs) just general but no speaking of the big five yeah yeah I'm gonna have to get them up myself to be fair okay yeah the big five openness experience yeah P um, I don't think so. Um, I think there's. There, I mean, I, I mean, how I wrote it down anyway was mm. your personality. Well, it's obvious, but your personality influences your habits from introvert to extrovert, and being from closed and open to new experiences. But I don't think that really changes. I mean, I think our environment has changed, mm. but I think those things are still prevalent as to people either being open or closed, obviously due to certain experiences or traits that have been passed on from their from the parents yeah from their parents let's say or from their environment in school and stuff like that mm. so I think they're still very much prevalent do you not think there's been phases because the reason why I even asked that is because I was thinking about it and even like the openness experience when I was very young obviously you're you're curious like naturally curious you're a child so you're open to new experiences then when you become more aware of the world um, I found anyway that I was a bit more um I put more walls up. So I'd only eat certain food. I'd only go certain places. I'd only do certain things. And that kind of dulls your curiosity. So you're only, you're, you're, you're blocking yourself off to all the other experiences that are in the world. But as I've then matured again and, and I guess changed again, 
I've become more open and open to more experiences and more willing to have different experiences and be more curious again. Do you know what I'm saying? Would you say your personality has been the same throughout? The reason why I say that is because it says build habits to your personality. So I guess within your personality, let's, for example, let's just say there's going to be pluses and negatives, but I don't really mean it like that. I'm talking about, uh, uh, what I really mean is like, there's going to be a variation within your personality. So there might be parts of you. In fact, with myself, actually, there's times when I'm extremely loud and there's times when I'm really quiet. Of course, of course. I would say I've always been more open to an experience and more curious to experiences, but there's been times where I've been totally against, not against it, but just not willing to even try it. Like, or even go over there or even like consider it being an option for me to experience. And this is also important as well. It's also about building habits that suit you and not um, what's most po- what's most popular. And I guess, mm. I don't want to say in this day and age, because I guess every generation was the same, where they'll build in habits or because of the environment, mm. just say you're hanging around with four individuals mm-hmm. and one was doing that or the majority were doing that, you were doing that as well. Mm. But that necessarily wasn't you. Obviously, you're, you're all guys, all guys, you're all friends. Mm. Um, but that particular thing that you're doing is just not, doesn't really cater to who you are. Mm. Mm. No, good point. Um, Actually, that could be sick. That could be going uni. People just go to uni for the sake. Yeah. I mean, just yeah, for the, I'll yeah. put my hand up and just. Yeah, yeah, yeah I go yeah. too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 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 Um, do you want to add anything more to that? As Do you think any of your um, personality traits have changed over time, Ace? Similar to Pox and yourself, that like, um, it could be day to day as you kind of said short term or mm. long term from a child and growing into adolescence and growing up further mm. into full adulthood like child just yeah. open yeah. adolescence um, there was funny we was watching a video or my mum had a video the other day like when I was at my granddad's I must have been about 16 or 17 and I was just so I looked at myself felt embarrassed like ashamed my mum was trying to talk to me in the kitchen of my granddad's my grandma and granddad's and like I wasn't being rude, but the attitude was te- like I was very non-responsive, very mm. one-word, screw face for no reason. Mm. Like, and I was just like, <laughs> why was I like that? Like, what happened to me yeah. in high school or college mm. that changed me from primary school? I'm sure I was a much more friendly child. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no environment and stuff, isn't it? <laughs> um, there's something else I was going to add actually. So, oh, um, just very briefly. So, it's, um, it says pick up. I laugh at myself anyway. So, it's pick a habit that's easy, one that suits you. And it can become second nature. And I said, like me with coding. So like some of the things like, you know, so I'm laughing. So like that coding was something. Oh, he's going to do a degree in Spanish. Uh, we had this conversation before, <laughs> but it's funny actually, because uh, when I wrote this, I a thought coding, to myself. Coding degree in Spanish, right? No, I didn't say, no, no, well, no, no, no. What's the degree from here? You were going to do a course in coding. Yeah, do a course in, in coding. Spanish. No, they offered to me to do it in Spanish. <laughs> or Spanish no, or English, but that was never going to... Never. Anyway, that wasn't conducive. That wasn't yeah. going to make sense. Yeah, yeah. But I was talking about doing a degree in Spanish. But if I look back, yeah. or even then and now, start a degree next week. That's yeah. in English. But So it's not like I've... So I guess the point I'm making is, yeah. I've understood... I don't want to say the assignment, but I mean, I've understood actually... Well... Again, pick habits are easy. I mean, coding is not for me in any way, shape or form. I like aspects of coding. And actually, which is quite interesting is I'm now kind of like partnering and having conversation with people who actually do that. So like, no, I actually don't want to sit around and code all day. That's not what I do in any way, shape or form. 
that's what you do, is it? Yeah, okay, cool. Let's have a conversation as to how we can partner and and, and form a partnership that may benefit the both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess I've just understood, again, you know, it talks about, yeah, the truth about your talent. Like, where and play to your odds, you know? Yeah. You play the game where the odds are in your favour. Yeah. Do you know what I was, I was reading? Sorry, not reading. When we was driving up here, I spoke about the black dude whose name I can't remember, unfortunately, on that on that um that sit down podcast that he'd done. And one of the things he said was he mentioned about the guy was it him or the other guy? They mentioned about the guy from is it Gymshark? It's one of these big companies who for six years he basically set it up, got bigger than him. He didn't have any kind of business experience, didn't have experience of managing people, didn't know about this, this took six years out from CEO level, moved around each various department. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he's now back to CEO. Yeah. And it's, I, I can't remember, I started this because I bounced on from your point, Pete. I can't remember what your pe- point was now. But it was about, uh, sorry about- Playing to your and skills. The fact, Correct, and yeah. the fact you don't actually have, a, you don't want to sit on a code all day, but actually no. need to have, you want to have an understanding. Correct. And so, so you can you can be in that conversation. Correct, yeah. Uh, so how to find a game where the odds are in your favour? You don't have time to try every career, date every eligible bachelor or play every musical instrument. Thankfully, there is an effective way to manage this conundrum and this is known as the explorer-exploit trade-off. And it goes on to say, in the beginning of a new activity, there should be a period of exploration. In the relationships, it's called dating. In college, it's called the liberal arts. In business, it's called split testing. The goal is to try out many possibilities, research a broad range of ideas and cast a wide net. That's on page 223. Do you think you've tried enough different paths in life? Nah. I haven't, but I still believe I've tried... I think I've tried more than my parents. Yeah. yeah. And I think I'm open, more open to try more paths than my parents. I think I've got more opportunity to... So I think there's still time, but then there's other people. When I was there, when I was away um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm meeting a dude who's like 24 years old, been in you know Mexico for four months, just moving about and just. Oh yeah, I haven't, but I'm definitely getting there, and I've definitely had and been given more of an opportunity than the my previous generation. That's what I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. What about you, P? Um, most definitely, you know, as you were saying that, mm. I picked up a passenger the other day mm. and I'm quite sure he said he was born here. Mm. He said he hasn't been away in 10 years. I was like, Lord mm. have mercy. Mm. Um, I wasn't really actually forthcoming with conversation, but <laughs> I, I was lost as to why he hadn't been away. And I know a lot of men that's like that. They ain't, they ain't left the hood. That's crazy. I'm being genuine. Like, yeah, and that's crazy. They've not left the hood, bro. Or Do they have an intention to? I don't know, man. I don't really have those kind of conversations, but I've, I've been flying out, man. So I can't really relate to that. But on on the real one, I know Don's that. Like I remember this again, like back in the day, man was going like each year, man was going away, flying away somewhere, and they're looking at man that, like, bro, you're always going on holiday. I'm like, bro, I go once a year at best, like. Mm. That's minor. That's light work. That you is know what I'm true. saying? That's yeah. not even. Maybe when you're younger, it's, it might be a thing, but like in general, it's light work. In general, but yeah. it's light. It's yeah. not really like, man, I, I would say I'm a um, consistent, heavy, yeah. heavy traveler, traveler, but I've been abroad. I've, I've experienced life off these shores. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's, for whatever reason, some people, it might be a financial strain, do you know what I mean, to get away. I don't know. I don't know everyone's situation, but yeah. there's people that, 
Arthur Man's area or demographic or whatever we have you want to put it, and they just don't leave the area. Like, and they'll tell you that they've got peace. <laughs> they just they just ain't putting a piece of an airplane just to experience something different for whatever reason. But that's on them. So, do you know how bad it is not to experience like anything? I'll, I'll experience anything new first and foremost, but to not really leave the country or change your environment, even if it's going to Bath. Yeah, sorry, I was trying to think of a place, yeah. but thank you. Bar for a few days, mm. completely change your environment. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more, man. I couldn't agree more. I like traveling. I like seeing different parts of the world. That's, that's yeah, that's paramount. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. For some reason, you pop up, but I don't know if it was you. And like, the person you were speaking to, it sounds like you, actually. The person I was speaking to was like, Imagine you're just going to be like, born in Neelyn, died in Neelyn. No, <laughs> no, I said, no, it was, I said like, the book. It was the book. I said, imagine, like, yeah, anyway, go on. Yeah, no, that. Like, literally, like, do you know what I mean? Literally, like, moved around, bought a property, Elin, rented hair, Elin. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, uh, someone wrote, that's what I said. If someone wrote a book about you, mm. like, what's it going to say? You were born in Neelyn in 1985, <laughs> and you lived in Elin for, like, 30, 50, 60 years, and then the end. <laughs> Terrible book. Who's reading that? <laughs> I wouldn't want that for myself. But, like, to answer your question, oddly enough, of course, I would like to have, um... <laughs> I've gone down a few more paths. Mm-hmm. I was going to say travel a few more paths, but I mean, <laughs> I like to have gone down a few more paths, but I actually don't feel there's a need for me. I mean, there's more traveling I actually want to do, but in terms of like going down paths, traveling, traveling. in terms of going down paths, I feel I've gone down enough where I know exactly Paw. where I want, <laughs> where I know where I want to focus my attention. So I'm quite cool in that respect, but there are a lot of more things that I would like, well, from a travelling perspective, <laughs> there's a few more things that I'd like to do. But like in terms of going down paths, I don't think there's any more that I'd like to uh, do. Yeah, but the I way guess you're holding that mic is ever so cute. Like you're about to kiss it or something. He's holding it ever so yeah. eloquently and gently. That's what I'm saying. Like, with the two fingers just, <laughs> just holding it up. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Like he's about fingers. to give it some... Hey. Um, anyway, um, um, there was the two things I was concerned with myself. I was thinking about it whilst I was holding it, but I thought needs must. Um, yeah, do you so, it holds itself, bro. Yeah, now it is. Yeah, like, <laughs> but you've seen it; it's been falling down. Yeah, that has, so, yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, I, if I was younger, or if we were younger, then I guess if we had gone down different paths, mm-hmm. then obviously there might be a different um, um, mindset in some respect as to even the person you were referencing as to being twenty four and. I don't know, feeling free to wander around Mexico in some respect. Yeah. And I guess when you're when you're younger and you're being exposed to this type of stuff, then you don't really see time as a commodity or something that you're losing. Mm. You know? Yeah, good point. Um, have you found something where it feels you're in your flow state and what is it? Yeah, I, I did and going back a few years. Well, I was in that, and I've raised this before, but that guy from Heroes, who his eyes rolls back and he's just painting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When man was writing, when man was writing my, my scriptures, you get me? Like, mm. bruv, like, man had that up to, like, start at, like, 8 p.m. up to, like, 1 a.m. And where's the time gone? Yeah. Like, th- there was a period I just had that, like. Mm-hmm. And it's that, something, having that, like, doesn't have to be that. It could be in anything in life. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like that where you've just got that, bro. Where you just a, a tinge of excitement. I had it when I was reading Trevor Noah's book. Okay. Well, it's like just hurry up, day. Get to like six thirty, where I'm not on anyone else's time but my own. Mm. I just like I've had it. You have it at various in the old time in life. You have it, and you just 
it's an unbelievable feeling when you've got that. It is. Can you relate? Um, so I actually forgot the question because you know it's, it, I know, no, I didn't forget the question. Is I was so engulfed in. No, it's cool. I, I don't mind reading it out again. For okay, you. thank you. Have you found something where it feels in the first state? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Who forgot what question? <laughs> Psych. Um, um, <laughs> I wasn't sure, so then I was engulfed in um, in Mason's response. I, yeah, I really am not too sure, actually. Cool. All right. So, what skills come naturally to you? I'm still trying to work that out, but there's certain things I feel. I do well. I mean, unless you're going to answer them for me, because I'm I'm open to it. No, no, go, no. I mean, okay. I'm asking you the question. So um, you know. Things I do well. Um, I think I'm getting well at. Um, I don't know, being a bit structured, maybe. Um, but I'm saying not even what you do well. More, what's naturally to you? What what skills do you naturally have that you don't have? You you know it's a skill, or you may have been told it's a skill, but you don't. It's not something that you actively work on or think about. Do, do you know what's crazy? Um, Pox, yeah. You don't, there's certain things you have, and this is for all of us, just people in general, that you don't realise you have until you meet other people that are not like you. So even one yeah. thing is being able to just be in a room and feel okay and confident and I can speak to that person, not a problem. I'm telling you, brother, the more people I meet in society, you realise actually it's not that is a skill, just having that. And it might it might come across as confidence. It might not be confidence. It might just be like... Surety. Yeah, just something like yeah. where you can just do that. And for me, for instance, like, I think, and I'm just l not lucky, but I feel like like I'm likable. Like I'll meet people and they'll take to me. Like even I might may or may not take to they'll take to me. And also I'm not. I can meet someone and and I can genuinely, for for at least three or four minutes, be able to hold a conversation by just asking them a question. Whatever answer they give me, I can ask them two or three two three questions more on what they answer again. Whatever answer they give me, I can I can ask two or three questions more. And it doesn't, it's not even a set, it's not like man's written down five set questions every time I, I meet someone like ask these. It's, I just have this thing where like, I genuinely like have an interest. I just like people. I have, I have an interest in people. And like, they could be, it could be someone that is, they could be in rock and roll, not in my field. They'd be talking about Nirvana, whatever it is. I can start asking them three, four, five, six, seven questions on something. And then I'll be like, cool, that's satisfied what I, not what I need from you, but just, that I got something about you as to who you are. Like I just, everyone has something different about them. Every single person on this earth has something different. Sometimes I don't realize that what they have is significant or special or or, or so much different from another person. They don't realize that, but they have something. Do you get what I'm saying? No, you can learn from anyone yeah, and everyone, exactly. literally. Um, the only thing I'm, I'm sure of, and this is not, um, obviously this is a level of assurance, is I just thought I know where I'm going. And that's mm. the only thing I, I can, like, there's a part of me that wants to say, yeah, my, lady, my, my leadership skills have developed and they're quite strong, mm. certainly in and around the football space and all that type of stuff, and maybe even life. But I don't think I was naturally a leader. I don't, I just don't really, I, if I look back, I wouldn't say, yeah, I was naturally a leader or I was naturally, I'm someone who had a voice or I was naturally, does that make sense? Yeah. There's times when I might have been confident, but like that's been, I'll say there's been phases, you mm. know? Um. So I couldn't really, someone would have to tell me, I think these are your these are these are your skill sets, you know. That yeah, I'll have to, someone have to tell me. Yeah, that no, makes sense. Good. Tell me where to go.